the beginning point. It's the beginning of the rest of my life. I got the meaning, and I got to write it down, because I don't want to forget it. Just win, baby. And welcome back to the Gold Jacket Podcast. Proud member of the True North Fantasy Football Network. First show of the 2021 uh, intro to the season and 2021 offseason. Myself, Gold Jacket, QBs, Connor, man. How you been, buddy? Good, good. Happy New Year to you and yours. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to just... Nail this offseason out of the park. We got some yeah, wicked man. guests lined up. We got some wicked topics lined up. It's going to be a good offseason. I'm pretty stoked about it. And to kick it off, we're going to be talking about some quarterback risers and quarterback ballers. I'm pretty excited, man. I was uh, looking at the show sheet. Usually we only hit like one similar guy, and we were on the money with – well, I only brought three because I was lazy. Uh, you brought five because you're, I guess, not lazy. And uh, we, were, we were on the money with them all, so I love to see it. So, yeah, man. Love it. Let, let's let's dive right into it. I think we should start at the QB1 for this season. It's a, a pretty contentious topic between me and you through the offseason and through the season, and that is Josh Allen. He had an ADP of QB7. And he was not the biggest riser, but he was a significant riser because he was a QB1. So he moved up six spots um, this season. Um, what are your thoughts on Josh Allen? I know that they're beginning to definitely shift after what you saw they, this year. They are shifting. I had him at QB8, and uh, I laughed. I scoffed. I remember I scoffed at the notion of him becoming quarterback one over Patrick Mahomes. Scoffed at the idea. <laughs> um, but he did it. And fuck me. Um, so I was digging in a couple a couple stats from uh, stathead.com there, and I was looking at Josh Allen's season, what he just put up, and I was actually pretty impressed to see that he was one of six quarterbacks in the NFL since 1990 to do what he did, which was 4,300-plus passing yards, 35-plus um, touchdowns, and 10 or less interceptions. And he was one of only two guys to do it before the age of 24. So, like – or, I mean, 25. So, like, I'm I'm super impressed with what he did with it. And the other guy that did it under 25 was uh, was Pat Mahomes there. So, fuck, I've definitely, definitely changed my – definitely changed my tune on him. Um, not taking him at QB1 if it's a startup. Right, I'm still grabbing, taking my homes over them, and uh, I don't know. Probably gonna eat crow on this next year, but there's still probably two quarterbacks I'd probably take. Maybe for sure one that I'm taking before I'm taking Josh. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I was kind of in the same boat as you. I'd obviously go Mahomes, and obviously his 2021 value is gonna increase. He's not gonna be drafted as a QB seven, but I would argue Kyler Murray potentially also. 
Um, I know that Murray had a rough end of the season and stuff, but at the end of the day, people get hyped for that offense. And I think Lamar Jackson has probably fallen at a grace a little bit. Um, the guy, would to Josh Allen. The guy um, I'm considering taking him over is really just Dak. It's Mahomes. And then for dynasty startup, it's I'm thinking Dak, man, like because he gives you solid rushing touchdown floor has the weapons there, at least two of them, right? He's going to have at least two of those wide receivers going forward. Um, Yeah, man. I don't know. Oh, we definitely will get into Dak Prescott as well because that's a super interesting one that we're going to talk about. But, yeah, Josh Allen, for me, he was top five. He's in most rushing categories, top 10 in all of them. So he has that mobility, but he was smart with the mobility, unlike in prior seasons where you'd see him take on linebackers and safeties and take the big hits, stupid decisions to risk his health for an extra yard or two. He got a lot smarter with that in 2020. Um, he was obviously he was number one in points per game, number four in points per drop back. He was an absolute monster. Him and Stefan Diggs, you cannot say enough about the perfect storm of a trade that Diggs and JJ trade pretty much was the uh, bulk of that deal. Um, and he was top five in all key passing categories. That's yards, air yards, touchdowns, everything you want to see out of a fantasy quarterback. He was top Absolutely. five and. Um, and Top yet, five completion percentage is what I really like to see when I was looking that at was it. The big thing. All, the, yeah, that was the one that like really struck out to me. Uh, yeah, I loved it. He was top 10 and really everything. Top, I think he was top eight in rushing yards. But um, the completion percentage is what really stuck out to me. I was really, really, really shocked about that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, definitely. I was some impressed away. And then they show how he fixed his mechanics every week. They talk about how he fixes mechanics. And man, just just fixing those mechanics and not not rushing out of the pocket too quickly was huge for him this year. He didn't just bail on the pocket. And I think that that's a huge testament to, to Stefan Diggs for sure. Um, but like when you look at his output, he was top 20 every single week. There was never a week where he was not a top 20 quarterback. His lowest output was 13.5 points, which you probably hum and haw about, but you're still not going to be super upset about at the end of the day. And nine of 16 weeks, he was a top 10 performer. There's not much more you can ask for. He's going to be a riser next year. His value is going to continue to rise, even with a big draft class of quarterbacks coming in. So, I mean, for the doubters of Josh Allen, I think a lot of them are starting to change your tune, and, and you're one of them, Jim. But yeah. um, he was also I mean, and a crazy thing that I saw too was his touchdown percentage rate. Uh, he was seventh in the league, tied with again Patrick Mahomes. Um, this guy was cra- crazy. He had six point five percent touchdown rate, <clears throat> which is a very healthy rate. And like you alluded to, with him. Uh, not being so quick to pull it down, it also helps fantasy receivers like Gabriel Davis when he would like when he would progress to his second, his third, his fourth read option before pulling it down, running kind of out of bounds or trying to slide, which I also liked. I mean, he's a big boy, but don't take those unnecessary hits. Like I, I really liked it. He really he really cleaned up a lot of a lot of things this this off season. Absolutely. Um, so moving onward and well, not upward because we can't go any higher than we just went. We're going to move on to someone who I'm actually shocked when you dig into the stats on this guy, I'm actually shocked at where he finished. And he is the one who actually jumped the 
most unless we throw in Justin Herbert. But, uh, I mean, this guy's Ryan Tannehill. His ADP was QB 21, and he finished as the QB 7. And for a guy who's part of a run-first offense and focused almost solely around Derrick Henry, he, he's he, Ryan Tannehill's impressive. Ryan Tannehill is a championship-winning quarterback for you, and he – I, I would argue his value is going to be even better next year because you got people who are buying the Trevor Lawrence hype, buying the Justin Fields hype, buying the Zach Wilson hype. You have all these quarterbacks who may keep Tannehill at a similar ADP value. What are your thoughts on Ryan Tannehill, Jim? I like him. The only concern I have with Ryan Tannehill is he's bottom of the league in pass attempts per game. That is my only concern but i love aj brown so i'm you know what i mean like he's a bit um straight up ryan Tannehill is a quarterback that is severely undervalued in dynasty um to even redraft really he's sneaky it is a run first offense but it doesn't matter because that banger of a derrick henry ends up making him forced to stack boxes and and go one-on-one coverage with guys like Corey davis and aj brown and when that happens, he's he's going to end up connecting with him. He can put the ball where it needs to be. Yeah, that that was that was the point that I was going to make. So so the Titans are thirtieth in pass pass plays per game, but he finishes a QB seven and number two in fantasy points per dropback. He he's efficient, man. What can yeah. you say? He's efficient. He's he's when he wants to throw a ball somewhere, you're catching that ball. You're going to make a play happen for this guy. But the craziest thing about it is when you look at it, he had the second most drops among quarterbacks. Blew my mind. So his team had the second most drops. Imagine if they were catching that football, what Ryan Tannehill would be. He'd be top five. He potentially would be even top pass three. Attempts, though, probably. Well, exactly, but <laughs> it, definitely, definitely. But like, I mean, when you look at Ryan Tanhill, like that, like that's what blows my mind, man. He's just so efficient. He's so efficient. He's a good pocket guy, and it helps that in the red zone, he loves to call his own number. I think he was like second or third in in top like rushing that. touchdowns among quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, he's sneaky like that. He's not a guy that you think of when you think of rushing touchdowns and rushing quarterbacks. He's not a guy that pops when you think of him, but he does get you those sneaky touchdowns. And to be honest, I do think there is just more opportunity for passing upside and passing uh, growth potential in that offense. I mean, like, yeah, I love Derek. I listen, I love Derek Henry. 2K, baby, like one of eight running backs to do it in the league. Awesome, man. But, like, there's only so much a big man can take a beating. Uh, I think that's back-to-back, almost 400 carries. Um, dude, like, fuck, I don't know. Like, you got – those pass attempts got to go up next year, right? Um, yeah, you would assume, like, even if they go up by one or two per game, Ryan Tannehill has loads of potential with just one or two more when you consider how efficient he is with each single pass attempt that he gets even two more pass attempts per game and that QB seven can become a top five QB easily. I mean, you look at half of his games this season, he was the top 10 quarterback, only three games. He had under 15 points scored. He's incredible. He's incredibly efficient. He's going to get the job done. And like I said, I think his value is only going to get better with the incoming draft class. There's four or five quarterbacks getting a ton of hype and a guy like Ryan Tannehill, 
And a guy like who I'm going to move on to next, Aaron Rodgers, seem to be the ones who end up getting beaten pretty bad with the value stick because of these young, shiny new toys. So with that said, Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers is old, man. He's like 38. Going on 38, but he is a QB 16, or he was ADP was QB 16. He was the QB three, despite all the drama that went down um, with the Jordan Love, with the Jordan Love pick, um, and the fact that everyone was like, "Oh, they didn't give him any weapons and all this stuff." Well, it looks like when you have Devontae Adams and Robert Tanyan. You don't really need – and Aaron Jones, you don't really need many more weapons, do you? Well, I mean, you do. Like, you do. But you do. You, you do. don't, I guess. Like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you just make it work. If you make guys like MBS look good for a couple weeks and then he drops a couple fucking dead easy passes on you, but whatever. Um, Straight up, man. Uh, Jesus, like, fucking – listen – I don't know. I, I I would love Green Bay to just pony up some fucking cash, even on a one-year deal for Aaron, and like team Devontae with Juju and give him something in free agency. Like give this dude something and fucking make a decent run. You're for God's sakes, do you know last year they were 13 and 3? Like nobody was fucking talking about them. Mm-hmm. Like oh, Jesus, yeah. yeah. Like what the fuck, man? They're 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 really an underrated and underappreciated team, and I think it had a lot to do with the new coach in town. And they were like, "Oh well, they're not going to go that far." But you can see that gelling now. The defense is still rock solid. The only thing that's likely to change next year is I don't know if Aaron Jones will be back. I don't think he will be back. You got Jamal Williams. You drafted AJ Dillon as the next, you know, Aaron Jones. Um, I don't think Aaron Jones will be back next season. But we did see that AJ Dillon could definitely pick up some of the slack, but. Not necessarily the beer. I think they're going to overvalue him. Oh yeah, some 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 people will. You know what I mean? Like I think they're like, there's nobody like an Aaron Jones. You know what I mean? Like I'm sorry, there isn't. Like maybe you could say Dalvin Cook, but I think he gets injured a little more. But like I don't know, Aaron Jones to me is the perfect blend. Of actually, you know who does it probably would probably I'd say like best comp to doing it today would probably be like Nick Chubb. They're mm-hmm. like the perfect blend of power and and receiving ability. Uh, those two guys, and they're not really hurt. So like definitely not gonna hurt. But yeah, yeah and I mean Aaron Jones has had some injuries, but but it's nowhere as near like a guy like Dalvin Cook or nowhere as near some of those other more injury prone core uh, running backs. But I mean, back to Aaron Rodgers, the topic at hand here. So Sorry. we were talking about we were talking about it in the group chat today. How I, I said it, and and everyone corrected the numbers because I said the wrong numbers. Aaron Rodgers actually had more touchdowns than the Green Bay Packers had to punt this season. Forty-eight touchdown passes to forty-six punts. I think that's absolutely crazy. I think that's amazing. So obviously he was the number one in the league in passing touchdowns with a 9.1% rate, which is a, the same rate that Lamar Jackson had in 2019 and got far less touchdowns with that rate. Number one in points per dropback, number one in QBR, number one in production premium, all with a 27th ranked pass plays per game. 
it's just incredible. It's kind of like Ryan Tanhill. Incredible the efficiency with what they do with so little. And when I say so little, I mean so little passes. It is incredible to see a guy like Aaron Rodgers and a guy like Ryan Tanhill and the efficiency and the willingness to be a pocket quarterback if you have the right protection. And they did he, he did a really good job. And like I said, I think he's gonna remain a really cheap option and a good like you might be able to grab him as your second or third quarterback, maybe. Maybe if they're quarterback, I know the age thing's the, the big question mark, but if you want to go for it in the first couple of years, I think Aaron Rodgers is someone who can definitely help you go for it right away. You know what I liked about Aaron Rodgers and probably why he was so high, though, on such little attempts was his deep ball. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers chuck it through 72 deep balls, man, and he had a 44% completion percentage on him. That's good. That is good. I think that is highly unsustainable. But, I mean, again, I've been saying Russell Wilson's touchdown rate is unsustainable, and he keeps slapping me in the face telling me I am dead wrong. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess. When, you're, when, you're, when you're good, when you're good at something, you're good at something. And that's yeah. what Aaron Rodgers does. He can throw a deep ball. He's gotten used to it because he knows, like, He's got like Marcus Valdez Scantlin. He's a fast guy. He knows he's got some fast second, third options that he can just chuck the ball to. And hope, pray to God that they catch it, but he can chuck it and it'll be a track meet to go and get that football. And he's got guys willing to be to do that. Um, so I mean, but like you said, it would be some nice to get like Juju in the mix. I mean just a one-year deal. Give Aaron Rodgers what he wants. And a weapon that Juju showcased what he could do in a true offense with just one receiver in front of him. And uh, let's, let's, let's have, let that happen, man. Yeah, I mean, you got Alan Lazard, you got Marcus Valdez Scanlon, but Valdez Scanlon is, is just a deep ball threat who can't seem to catch, and Lazard's injuries seem to be catching up to him a little bit. So you need to have someone out there who's going to be able to be that weapon. And they definitely could have got. One, two, three, four. There was four or five options on the table with that Jordan Love pick that they used on Jordan Love that probably would have been extremely viable options um, for him this year. And sadly, yeah, yeah no. there, <laughs> yeah, there definitely was, man. Um, exactly. So I mean, it's disappointing to see what Green Bay is doing to him, but you gotta, you gotta respect what he's able to do with what he's got, and the efficiency that he's able to do with is really incredible in my eyes. So I still think he's a really good value pick. He was a riser this year, but I think his value is going to stay around the same next year from an ADP perspective. I don't see him going much higher. He's not going to get top 15. He's not no. going to get that type of love. So he's no. going to be down where he is right now. Why, right? They, again, it's an age thing that that's going to stymie him. Definitely. Absolutely. Especially with all these new, like, you know, Tua going into year two, Herbert going into year two, this influx of rookie quarterbacks. There's just too much to get excited for that people are just going to let him fall. And there will be a lot of people who get a good value pick out of a guy who's probably got a couple years left in him. This isn't Drew Brees, whose average depth of target is four yards. This is a guy who can still chuck a deep ball, like you were saying. So he's still got, he's a guy who's definitely got some life left in that cannon. So. Not old noodle arm. Um, exactly. Um, but but you know the guy that was skyrocketing up draft boards that is nice and shiny, man. He's going in a year or two. You mentioned him. It's Justin Herbert. Uh, fuck, man. The, what more could you want in a pick? Finished as a QB9, had 15 starts 
had nine of them were top 12 weeks. That's fucking unbelievable. That was the same percentage as Russell Wilson, which is crazy. He had five games of over 30 PPR points, and uh, he was sixth in the league in money throws, man, which is fucking pretty sweet too, and third in pass attempts per game. And you know what was crazy too? Who I found out was number one and number two, and I mean, like, when I say third and pass attempts per game, I'm talking about, like, .2 from number one. It was – he had 40.3 pass attempts per game. Uh, number two was at 40.4. It was Joe Burrow, and, I mean, really cut short, so you can't really count that. And Number one was 40.5, Big Ben. So, like, it wasn't even like he was that far off of – most passing attempts, man. So he was in a pass-happy offense. I'm really interested to see. I hope to God they do the right thing and hire anybody but Garrett. Like <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't have went from like bad to worse. Um, but then, but they're they're thinking about it. They're thinking yeah, about it. Thinking about it. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree, man. Justin Herbert, don't go be enemy, but like that's probably their best option, right? Like just hold tight. What the fuck, man. Why are, this is another thing I don't get. Why the fuck do you want a coach that's been bounced out right away over a guy that's you know is going to become available still on the playoff team? Why? Why fill the fucking job already? Like why? <laughs> do, you, do your due diligence. I mean, I think there's a lot of teams that, that jump the gun on on hiring a new coach, and it really hurts them in the long haul because the decisions made too quickly, too hastily, and they're not they don't interview properly, and they don't do the proper pro, due process with uh, coaches. And we've seen it happen before, and you're, it's bound to happen again. But we just want to hope that it doesn't happen. There's so many coveted openings that you have to be patient get your interviews in get your requests make sure you get the interview in but there's so many coveted positions um this off season especially with this incoming rookie class and you get your fresh start your clean slate in jacksonville or new york with the jets um but like that chargers job's a pretty sexy job it, it's a team that constantly finds new ways to lose and <laughs> to lose by like one score they probably have lost the most one score games in the last two or three years, like it must be an NFL record. They'll be down and kick a field goal with 29 seconds left. Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> a thing. Now maybe that was Anthony Lynn. Maybe that was Anthony Lynn. Who knows? Yeah, you better hope. Uh, I hope we like, hope like, next. I like it. He has the passing attempts, but like again, that's really hinged on who's coming in and, and what kind of offense is really really going to come on that. But I don't really see the, any reason to change that offense because you do have. Um, Mike Williams going for you. You have Austin Eckler going for you. You have Keenan Allen locked in for a little bit. Like you have these weapons, so I don't understand why you would change it. Uh, at least year one, anyway. Maybe it'd be a slow transition thing. But so yeah, man. Like I, I like Herbert, man. I like Herbert. I didn't think he would. Definitely didn't think he'd be this good. Yeah. But, uh, so like definitely for, for Herbert. I mean, we have to thank that doctor who who almost cost Tyrod Taylor his life. By stabbing him in the lung for this, but uh, he he was his ADP at the start of the year was QB twenty four, which if Anthony Lynn had have announced him as a starter, it definitely would have been much much higher. But he still probably would have been a riser. Um, but thankfully, sadly for Tyra Taylor, but thankfully for Justin Herbert owners, that uh, that paid off early, and it may have helped them win championships because of it. 
But yeah, Justin Herbert, man, he he arguably was the QB one of the rookie class this year. For year one, the knockout blow was there. Justin Herbert was likely the one. Tua kept getting pulled when times got tough. Joe Burrow had his knee shattered. Um, so Jalen Hurts came in way too late. So there was there was some people who stepped in, but uh, but definitely Herbert was the QB one for year one at least. I mean, overall he's a middle of the pack QB from from a statistical standpoint. But he he at the end of the day, man, like you said, lots of passing, tons of passing, and, and that's what made the yeah, difference. The catch it isn't like he's throwing to a bunch of fucking bumps. Yeah, he's like, not throwing the scrubs, a, man. These yeah, guys know what they're the doing. That could be legit wide receiver ones on really any team. Um, mm-hmm. But really um, quick for like, for redraft, like for for me personally, I have like. Mahomes, Kyler, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and and Dak Prescott, no particular order uh, ahead of him for me. But then, like, in in 2021, are you drafting, like, him or or Burrow real quick? I'd be taking Herbert because, man, I don't trust Zach Taylor. I don't trust that offensive line. Look what they did. Look what they did to Mixon. Look what they did to Burrow. Like, man, yeah, unless they do some major damage control along that offensive line, I got to go with Herbert. Really, Herbert? Really, Herbert or Carr? Your answer, boy. Oh, Herbert, Herbert! Come on now, you can't, th- you can't dangle a <laughs> a very f- accurate. I'm gonna say accurate because he's not even like efficient from a fantasy standpoint. So you talk about an accurate quarterback, a good football quarterback in Derek Carr, or a sexy, shiny fantasy object in Justin Herbert is Herbert. Man, you can't like from a fantasy standpoint. Listen, I love Derek Carr. He is my boy, and I all I know. There is one thing that I know for certain. He did not lose his job to Marcus Mariota like he said he would at the start of the season by week five. Shut up. He kept his job. <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, he's not a great fantasy quarterback. He's a good – if he's a third quarterback on your roster, that's fine. But he's not that great of a fantasy quarterback. So Justin Herbert by far over Burrow, over Tua, over – Derek Carr, if you want to say Over it. Russell Wilson at a 60% uh, QB1 in the start. Same as Russell Wilson. Both of them had 60% of the time they were QB1s. Oh, Russell Wilson seemed to have smashed into a wall. Like he was like, good, 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 good. Bam, hit a wall. So who would you rather have? Russell Wilson, who you know is going to smash into a wall at some point during the year, or Justin Herbert? And Russell Wilson's probably losing Chris Carson to Buffalo. And this, and this is, and this is re, this is redraft. Hey, it's redraft. Yeah, man, twenty twenty one redraft. This man, is I, Russell I still, Wilson's the only redraft one, just because I, I still have faith in Russell Wilson. I think I'd still I'd go Russell Wilson over Justin Herbert. All right, and one last one for Dynasty, because kind of like my my little teaser into it, Justin Herbert. Or your guy, Jalen Hurts. I'm going Justin Herbert. And you wow. know, some discussions oh. that we have had, the He's unexpected, the, it's the unexpected in Philadelphia this offseason. Fuck, yeah, but there's unexpected in the Chargers. Like, hey, they stink. No, 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 no. This is them. different. This is different. <laughs> Hold the phone. You're bringing in a new quarterback. Philadelphia. See Alshon Jeffrey. See a Deshaun Jackson. Maybe see a Zach Ertz. You got Doug Peterson. Hello, Stay in there. You got, you got Doug Peterson. Peterson. 
you got nothing. None of that's a guarantee at this point. You look at the roster that you have, the construction in front of you. You don't say Devon, add Devontae Smith. You don't say add Jamar Chase. We're looking at right here, right now. And right here, right now, Carson Wentz is not gone from Philadelphia. And Doug Peterson is not. Starter. Doug Peterson is not prepared to make him the highest paid backup quarterback in NFL history. I guarantee you right now. Jalen Hurts is oh, by man. no stretch. Come on, Connor. I, I will not I will not buy the Jalen Hurts hype until Carson Wentz is out of Philadelphia. Come I can't. On. I can't. And if anyone wants to if anyone wants to buy it, go ahead. You may be sorely disappointed. This okay, season. well, let's argue this a little bit because this is perfect. So now let's talk about Jalen Hurts. He's been a QB riser for sure. I would say he's been a QB riser because I mean, who was he as as the QB? Uh, what was he being drafted in his ADP? He was drafted QB uh, thirty five, and he finished QB thirty five. But he only played realistically three games. Three games, and did you know in those three games that he always finished as a QB one? He had twenty nine point four points per game average. That is crazy. That is crazy. Because, I mean, definitely, he really just had to come in and improvise, and that was the same line. And I actually was on record saying, like, is the mobility going to be enough for him to overcome that atrocious offensive line and the mixed match of of uh, starting lineup formations that they had? Like, how many starting uh, ro- lineup rotations they have in the offensive line? It was atrocious. 14. That 14. is fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, Ridic- like if you get if you get a healthy offensive line back next year, like but but that could be the demise. If Carson Wentz is still on the roster and he gets a healthy offensive line too, Bullshit. he probably he wins that perfect. job. He probably wins that job. What do you mean he probably wins that job? I think you know, shows that he can do everything that Carson Wentz can do except right, he can I also can, run. I can tell you right now, you paid this man. So Carson Wentz is coming into next year. He is getting paid $31 million. If you think for two seconds that Carson Wentz is not going to get an exact same opportunity as Jalen Hurts to be the starting quarterback, if he is in Philadelphia, you are blind. And you are going to be the guy who drafts Jalen Hurts and is disappointed. Listen. You need to keep that in the back of your mind. Listen. Carson Wentz is not out. Listen. Do you know that... Jalen Hurts had 354 rushing yards on the air. Yes, yes, I, I, I do. Yeah. I do know the stats. I understand the stats. Do you realize that? I do realize that. Do you realize that behind the same offensive line that Carson Wentz looked like a deer in headlights trying to get to his first read? Um, Jalen Hurts could just tuck in and run and. But if we're talking from a strictly mobility standpoint, Jalen Hurts is like two folds more mobile than Carson. Yeah, but he can still fucking. You're talking, about, you're talking about a six foot six, two hundred and fifty pound guy, and like a six foot what is he two fifteen, two twenty? Like they're not even. Doesn't matter. He can he can also throw the ball. For, listen, from a from a fantasy standpoint, from an Eagles fandom standpoint. I would love to get the con the the Carson Wentz contract off the books. I would love to see him go to Indianapolis. He goes to Indianapolis. Right, right. We're, we're talking about Carson Wentz in a few minutes as a faller. He becomes an absolute riser. 
if he gets does he? Do you trust him? Does he have that Carson Wentz stink about him? Oh, not no, no. succeed. And Jacoby Brissett takes his job, and he sits there and pouts on the bench because Jacoby Brissett does it better than he does. Paying a fraction of the price. There's something about the fact that he was a near MVP quarterback two years ago, and then suddenly he's this nobody. I don't buy it. I don't buy that he's completely broken to the point that his career is over. I'm not it's prepared much, to buy man, it. Candy and nuts. This guy, you know what? He has a talent, but you know what he doesn't have, I think, his heart. I'm pointing at my heart right now. The camera doesn't see it. But heart. Because I've well, seen like, him like, pack like up his bag and fucking leave when the going gets tough with Nick Foles and there was a quarterback controversy. He fucking pouted during that fucking quarterback controversy. And now there's going to be one there with Jalen Hurts, and he's saying he doesn't want to be there if he's not the starter. Bullshit. That's a Man, guy. First of all, the rumors are all over the place right now. Now he's saying he put – so there was a report at the start of the day he'd prefer Indianapolis, and then there was a report later on he doesn't want to go and leave divorced. He doesn't – he thinks that there's well, an opportunity to be you. salvaged in Philadelphia. My point is, and I will stand by it, if Carson Wentz is on the Philadelphia Eagles, you better pump the brakes on Jalen Hurts. I'm telling you right now. If if Jalen Hurts' value drops because Carson Wentz is not traded, you fucking scoop him. Absolutely. You absolutely do that because you know that Carson Wentz may get to the end of this contract or may get to the end of next season because the end of next season there's a super cheap get out of the contract. And then Jalen Hurts is going to step in. But yes, but, but from a standpoint, but I'm just saying, we, we go back and forth. I'm saying if Carson Wentz is on contract, be careful with Jalen Hurts if you're drafting him as like your number one quarterback because you bought the hype of the last three games, but they didn't move Carson Wentz. That's my thing. I'm forewarning people to keep the, your eyes on the Carson Wentz situation before you go drafting or buying Jalen Hurts. Ready it's for that? I saw a trade offer come through on a chat channel I'm a part of. I couldn't believe it. This dude smashed right away. He has 101 Rookie Superflex 2021. Gets offered the 103 Jalen Hurts and the 207 or whatever the fuck it is, right? Two or Sorry, 210. Right? Can you believe that? Can you believe that? That was Lord. crazy. Yeah, that is definitely um I loved yeah. it. Easy to easy smash. Easy smash. Because at the end of the day, he's we'll, end, we, we'll end Jalen Hurts off by saying he's a riser and he's gonna get his opportunity. He's gonna get his job. So there's no stress about that. It's just a matter Where's of when. Hurt? It's not a matter of if That's it's not a matter of Hurts if, does right there. it's a matter of when. <laughs> As we, we, we're going to move into our followers, we kind of touched on Carson Wentz, and he's one of our followers, so we wanted much more to say about Carson Wentz. But before we do that, quick shout-out out, shout out to Viridian Global, the providers of this wonderful shirt, and I believe that wonderful sweater you're wearing as well. Um, Viridian, Global. Viridian Global, the gold jacket standard of T-shirts, jackets, or T-shirts, sweaters, hats, Whatever you're looking for, the inventory is constantly growing, whether it's a shirt for the winner of your fantasy league or whether you want to support the Gold Jacket podcast or the True North Fantasy Football family. You can find all the gear 
at truenorthffb.com slash shop or check them out at Viridian Viridian Global, V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global on Twitter or ViridianGlobal.com. So quickly, we'll move into the the fallers. Um, We can finish up touching on Carson Wentz. Obviously, Carson Wentz was drafted as ADP QB 9. I think he ended up the QB 33. Extreme disappointment, lost the job. Um, is making himself kind of look a fool, this whiny fool. Um, I mean, a new home is like a new home is a hundred percent essential for him to gain any sort of value back. Um, and you would expect it needs to be in a spot where the offense is literally already built for him. I, Indy, I could also see the New England Patriots potentially. There's a couple locations that he could go where he gets that value back. Um, he did have a bad supporting cast but they didn't have as many drops as they had last season. And look what Jalen Hurts was able to do with that same supporting cast, like you said before. Right. Um, so the Carson Wentz, I mean, we're, out of, we're really out of excuses with Carson Wentz. He was bottom third of the league across the board in completion percentages, touchdowns, passing yards, average points per game, points per drop back. And he threw the most inter- the number two in interceptable passes. But if you add in the 15 picks he threw, which I think led the entire league, and he didn't even play a full season. Yeah, the value is shot. He had four top 10 performances. That was against Seattle, the Giants, Baltimore, a couple of of very negative game scripts where he got to throw a whole lot of football um, in the final quarter. So, yeah, sadly, it breaks, breaks my heart, man. Breaks my heart. Uh, I mean, Travis Madden in the chat. Let's see if he's here right now. Probably not. Um, and, I, and I'll ask you because I think it's fucking funny. Carson Wentz, Dwayne Haskins, who gets his job cracked first? <laughs> you know it's Carson Wentz. Unless you're looking for the discount, then you can get Dwayne Haskins for a steep discount. He might even take enough to go out and get a few lap dances that night. Oh. That might be all it takes. Do you think Dwayne Haskins asked for his next contract paid in singles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I don't know if you have anything more to add to Carson Wentz, but obviously the only way you get – his ADP will never be QB9, should not be QB9 no matter where he goes. But I can't figure it out. But it would have been the womp womp sound of the trumpet. You know, the womp yep. womp womp. <laughs> Can't figure that soundboard out because I'm not JD from Go District. <laughs> so we won't we won't talk about Carson Wentz anymore. It's just hurting us. It's just we just want the trumpet sounds everywhere. But this is one I absolutely really want to talk about. I posted a tweet about him. This I said it at the start of the season in our AFC North breakdown. No, that Lamar Jackson would not throw the ball more, despite the coach speak of. John of Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson and all the coach speak and, and player speak that was going around that he's going to throw the football more. He ended up not throwing the football more at all. All his passing numbers were worse than they were last year. And he threw the ball even less. Um, so we're obviously we're hitting Lamar Jackson. His ADP was QB two and he was the QB 10 thoughts on Lamar Jackson. Um. Oh, man, I wish, again, I had a soundboard. Lamar Jackson is who we thought Lamar Jackson was. Simply. He's a a quarterback that can deliver a ball sometimes, 
and he can rely on his legs absolutely when needed. And, I mean, fucking unbelievable. What, first quarterback to go back-to-back 1,000 rushing yard seasons? Yep. It's fucking unbelievable. But I'm sorry. I need my quarterback to be more accurate than he is. I need my quarterback to throw more passes per game than he does. He's second last in passes per game, man, behind Cam Newton this year. And Cam Newton stunk. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. You can't tell the guy is the number one fantasy option quarterback and just solely rely on his legs. You can't do it. Not in this, not in this day and age, not in this league, man. You got to be able to throw football, and you got to be able. You don't even have to be able to throw fully accurately. We saw, we you saw need with to like, be able to run too, but not as much as he does. You know what I mean? To be a top quarterback in this league, you have to be able to be mobile. But like, you have to. I think, I think he's kind of similar to like. I think it's similar to like Josh Allen last year, to be honest. Like he 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 decides to tuck and run and bail on the play before he allows a play to really transpire in front of him. And he's got great options, man. I Marquise Brown's a, decent, a pretty solid option. I love Miles Boykin. I think my, free Miles Boykin. I think if he goes somewhere else, he's gonna he'd be incredible. He's a Just stud. use him there. Just use him there. Why the fuck? Okay, ready? Why the fuck does Baltimore suck? So bad at like like Baltimore had Darren Waller. Everybody like remembers that, correct? Like Darren Waller drafted by Baltimore, mm-hmm. fucked him up, couldn't use him right, mm-hmm. shipped him out of fucking football. Baltimore has Miles Boykin. We're fast forwarding now. Miles Boykin, why are you Darren Wallering this fucking guy again? <laughs> Why aren't you using him correctly? I, I would I would actually argue that Miles Boykin, if used properly, is superior to Marquise Brown. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's better than Marquise Brown in every way. Stronger. And and speed is almost the same. They both run four fours, four four forties. They both got the speed. Like it makes zero sense to me how they evaluate a talent like Miles Boykin. They bring him in and they can't use him. But here I am, a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I'm thinking the same goddamn thing about the Eagles every year. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson, like you said, he uses his legs. Great. He can go off for 1,000-yard seasons year over year. But we saw a regression in his pass game. He's a QB 10. If it regresses any further, he completely falls off the face of the earth from a quarterback standpoint. He cannot afford any further regression in his past game than what he hit this season. QB and 10, once you hit start, he was QB 10. Yeah. He was QB 10. So the casual drafter is going to see Lamar Jackson's name and the stats at QB 10 and still take him as your QB 2. Just on and say like he oh he finishes a QB 1. There's, there's even people like in that post that I put on Twitter who are like, he's still my QB4, still my QB5. I just can't – I don't know how. I don't know how. I can name five QBs who deserve to be drafted before. Yeah, but I can understand why he's in the top five QBs because there is room for improvement in his passing. He does have the weapons, but I'm not advocating that he is in the top five. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to – like again, I think for pure 2021 standalone – non-dynasty i mean we do talk dynasty but like just for like straight 2021 i would rather have mahomes josh allen 
uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, and fuck. Did I say Kyler Murray? Probably I don't think you said it. No, Kyle Murray. But like the thing with the Mar- the thing with the Mar- Jackson is it's a dart throw. Is he gonna improve? Is he gonna use the weapons he has at his disposal? They, the, the passing game, the only way to go is up, honestly, because like I said, if he goes down, then he completely kills his value. But so the only way you would presume it's up, but will it go up? No. First of all, the guy didn't even throw more. So first of all, we have to start with if he threw more, but his efficiency was the same. So that would mean his numbers are down. That's fine. But he didn't throw more. There's no more yard. He didn't throw more yards. He didn't throw more pass attempts. His, his average depth of target was not was less. Like, if I saw more pass attempts, but the efficiency was a little bit off, I could say, okay, I see why you have him in your top five. If he improves his efficiency, like i.e. Josh Allen, then boom, look at you. You have a stud, obviously. A stud value, a top five fantasy quarterback. But he regressed he in the way that he out. threw less, and like, his statistics were worse. Like, that's what's crazy. He didn't throw for 28. He didn't even throw for 2,800 yards, for fuck's sake. Think about that. Didn't throw for over 2,800 yards. Barely cracked 25 touchdowns. Like, are you kidding me? That's bullshit. That's mm-hmm. bullshit. I agree. And, and I mean, we, we could continue to go on and be frustrated, but we know he's probably going to be drafted as a top. There, there's many who will continue to draft him, likely top three. Well, it's but funny definitely top five. Everybody on our, um, everybody on uh, the fallers list to me, I think has reason. Most of them to stay drafted where they were originally drafted in 2020, which is crazy to me. Like it's absolutely crazy. Lamar Jackson, like I said, just off the name alone and. Seeing the highlights with the with the with the, legs. the mobility factor, yeah, mobility. Um, I don't know which one we're going to talk about next, and in, in the in the followers, like there's only one guy, and even then, I could really argue that he still gets drafted around the same draft capital. But any one of these guys, I could technically argue the next three we're talking about gets drafted around the same part that they were in 2020. I don't let's think do right. it. Let's do it. Let's do it right here. We're going to move to Dak Prescott. Yep. So his Dak ADP, Prescott. his oh. ADP QB5, he finished obviously the QB33 because he got made it to the middle of game four or middle of game five and had his legs, his ankle snapped and his uh, season ended with a compound fracture dislocation of the ankle. So you love Dak Prescott. I love Dak Prescott. I think if there's a frustrated Dak Prescott owner, you actually now's now's the best time. He doesn't have a contract. He doesn't have a home. We know what Dak Prescott is. You go knocking on every Dak Prescott owner's door and you say, what's your, what's your price? And you negotiate a deal and you get that injury discount and you get that free agency discount because now is the best time to go after Dak Prescott. What's your opinion on Dak, Jim? I think he's definitely a dynasty buy. Um, I think Jerry tags him again because he's a fucking idiot. Uh, maybe he plays with him. And if he plays with Dallas, he's got, again, three guys that you were touting that could be 1,000-yard receivers. Correct? 
My yep, yep. My hot take got ruined by his compound fracture, but what? yes. Yeah, wasn't that hot of a take? I mean, it was a hot take to me and pretty much everybody, but it was coming to fruition. That was the take that was coming to fruition. Um, fuck, still almost happened with four quarterbacks on the center, which is crazy. Think about that. That is fucking crazy. Um, but Philadelphia couldn't have one <laughs> with with two quarterbacks under center last year. These guys almost had fucking three. Um, yeah, he's definitely a buy, man. I can't believe it. And where else could he go? That's like let's go over the places where he could go and look at the weapons. Just real, real quick. Um, does he go to San Francisco? Does San Francisco part ways with Jimmy G? Who knows? I don't think so. Really, I don't. I don't think they're paying for it. Is Jacksonville? Fuck no. They got the one on one. They're gonna take. They're gonna take a quarterback, um, or they're gonna fucking trade in a package for one. But I think they're gonna take a quarterback. Um, who does Houston trade away Deshaun Watson? Some fucking crazy deal. I don't know. There's. I mean, two- off the top of my head, you could look New Orleans, but they're in cap hell already. Exactly. Um, Pittsburgh. Maybe- they're in a tough cap spot too, but if you get out of Ben's contract, and then maybe, in, but like really, there's nowhere else to go. He's he's kind of stuck, but from a fantasy standpoint, kind of stuck in Dallas is honestly the best spot to be stuck in. Absolutely, like if you're a Dak Prescott owner, that 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 take that I had this year three one thousand year receivers. 100% comes true next season if he can play a full 16 games out. I mean, look at it. In full, full games, he was a QB one, one, number one, twice, a QB four once. He had over 400 yards in three, all three of those games. Like, this man was going to throw for his life. Week in, week out, positive game script, negative game script. He was throwing for his life. I don't have the exact number on me real quick, but... He was ahead of Baker Mayfield for like four weeks after he was done playing in fantasy points. Like, that's nuts. The man was not playing fantasy football, and he was still ahead of Baker Mayfield. He he was a monster, man. Dak Prescott was a monster. He listen, Dak Prescott is a dog, man. I'd I'd take him if you can get him in a league. By all means, if, if there's an owner who's frustrated, there's an owner who's willing to give the discount on the injury or on the free agency, the fact that currently he's unemployed, do it. Why not? Definitely do it. 100%. You got to do it, especially if when you look around the league, there's only a few spots to go and wherever he could land, New Orleans, Dallas, Pittsburgh, the weapons are prime. Prime for him to do that exact thing that we were talking about. He will make he will make whatever team look amazing, or really good. And for fantasy owners, he will make you look really smart. Because from a fantasy standpoint, the Dak versus Wentz debate, I mean, it's really getting a, quite the crinkle in it this year with the Dak's injury and Carson Wentz getting yanked. But that's something I've had to live and die by as an Eagles fan. But Dak Prescott, listen, he's a good fantasy quarterback. We talk about good fantasy quarterbacks, good real-life quarterbacks. Dak Prescott is a damn good fantasy quarterback, and you know you're going to get a killer value on him this year because he probably is not getting drafted as a QB5 this year. 
Yeah, see, I think he could be, to be honest with you. Like, I really, really if you're think lean, he If you're leading his draft and after free agency and you find out he's staying in Dallas, 100%. But if we're talking like a, a league yeah. okay. starting now or a league starting over the next couple months, we aren't going to get that true answer because the franchise tag deadline's March 7th or 9th or something like that, early in March. Ready? Are you taking? Um, are you gonna take? Are you gonna take Dak Prescott? And I'm just gonna take Andy Dalton's finish because fuck it. Uh, as as QB twelve from weeks fourteen to sixteen. Um, would you take Andy? Well, Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins next oh, year Dak going Prescott. forward? One hundred percent, Dak Prescott. Yeah, I have a scenario that I've been kicking around in my head. Let's just say um, this happens. How excited would you be if Jamar Chase traded one purple and gold for another purple and gold and joined a former teammate in Justin Jefferson in Minnesota? That would be fucking nice. Yeah, it would cost a fortune for them to get there, but okay. I know it'd be so nice though. You love so the nice. dream. This so is the same guy who's dreaming do, up This guy's the guy who's dreaming up how to get Kyle Pitts in Kansas City. Oh <laughs> Just, man, that'd be dancing through the roof. Well, good luck getting up to the position to get Kyle Pitts because he ain't dropping to past the top oh, twenty. You never know. You never know. But next up, we'll move onward. Um, this is to another contentious. Yes, let's move to Baker Mayfield. So his ADP was QB 10. He finished as a QB 17. Surprise, surprise. Um, the only thing that we can celebrate with Baker Mayfield is the Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Um, so what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Oh, hey, man, how the wait, just one second. Minnesota could totally take Jamar Chase with the 14th overall pick. Just saying. They could totally take him with that 14th overall pick. You think Jamar Chase is falling to 14? Is there is there like an injury I don't know about? Is there something I don't know about? Where did where did where did, where did CD Lamb get taken? Okay, okay, I can see that. If everything falls in the right direction, okay. Saying, okay. Where did CD Lamb get taken? He was the one, right? He was the one, correct? But and, like, and you'd be more like, if you're saying that, one, I think right? he wasn't. You'd be, was more, you'd be more likely to see Jalen Jalen Waddle or or Rashad Bateman get to 14. I don't think you see Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith get to 14. Definitely not Devontae Smith. After where was Henry Ruggs taken? Nine, ten, am I wrong? Yeah, eleven. Okay, so Jalen Wall at ten, and then you don't think fucking Buddy falls to fourteen? You're nuts. You're nuts. Good man, we'll Ceedee Lamb. We'll 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 as as the draft gets closer, we're gonna re. As the draft gets closer, we'll revisit this because I think I would like to do a on air wager on this one. I'm gonna say he could fall to fourteen. Remember, Ceedee Lamb was the number one wide receiver, and he went after. Henry Ruggs, correct? And he went after pick 14, correct? 
I'll keep watching. I'm going to keep watching for your dream scenario. I'm just asking, I'm just asking man. Fuck. I can dream. That would be sick, you, though. You can definitely dream. But there are about four or five teams that could – there's definitely four or five teams who could use a wide receiver. So yeah, we'll absolutely. See. I'm saying fourteen is not Baker. that far. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, let's throw up the Baker Mayfield. I love him, man. That's another guy that was sneaky, and I think <laughs> um, because of his <coughs> fantasy football performance in the playoffs, could keep his ADP. Sorry, in the in the in the in the top ten. Yeah, for me, I don't know if I'm the same, man. I don't know if I, I don't know if I stand with you on Baker. I mean, when you look at it from a from a fantasy standpoint, top ten QB only three times, ten times is a QB twenty or worse. So in three games, you got him as a top ten QB. In ten games, you got him worse than his ADP, nearly doubly worse than his ADP. Yeah. That's my thing. He had a banged up offensive line at points. Didn't have his wide receiver one. At one point, he played without his wide receiver one, two, or three in a fucking game. And it was still producing. Has one of the best, probably the best at this point today, because we're talking today, you said. I can't fantasize and dream about tomorrow. And Kyle Pitts running fucking seam routes, fucking Javis Kelsey and 12 personnel. Today, he has the best one-two punch in the NFL in the running back combination in, in the running back room. So I think his ADP can definitely stay around the top 10. <sighs> I just think – I think with the new shiny toys coming in, like I said, I think you get a better value. Like I think I would take Baker Mayfield because I think he'll drop three or four spots from an ADP perspective. Yeah, I I get it. But I do think there are definitely leagues where people saw enough of him doing enough with very little at points and see that they do have these weapons coming back. And he does have already, like I said, the best running game in the one-two punch and Chubb and Hunt right now anyway. And and there, he's going to creep back up, man. He's going to creep back up. Those Baker highlights of and those fucking State Farm commercials or whatever commercials he's in with uh, – I don't even know what they're about with the fucking. He's kicking around the fucking uh, stadium. What are you, State Farm? Yeah, yeah stay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I, those for me, around again, and people are going to get back up and Baker. For me, I just don't know, man. I, I just I put him in like a like a Teddy, a Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater type scenario. You know, I I don't see him as a great like sexy fantasy quarterback. I think he's his limited mobility. He's a middle of the pack. From an efficiency standpoint, I don't think there's anything that makes him stand above the rest. I've watched him throw to OBJ. He's had his games, but he has his games where he's way off. Same with Jarvis Landry. He, he could You could have all the weapons in the world, and he's still going to be off in some games. And I'm just not prepared to buy, not as a top 10 quarterback for Baker Mayfield. Maybe top 15, but you're talking like, I'm talking like 14, 15. Not, not up any higher than that. Um but, I mean, I can see how some people can buy it. I can see how some people can get into the hype uh, of Baker Mayfield. But I, I own zero shares of Baker Mayfield, and I don't think I will. I ever will, to be honest. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying he, uh, he's gonna, I think he's going to creep. Definitely, definitely. Creep, 
people people will see a value there and i get that value now i want to know if you think that people are going to see a value on this next guy we're about to talk about and that is daniel jones his adp was qb12 he ended up finishing qb24 an incompetent offensive line that he's lucky he didn't end up joe burrow but by the end of the season although he almost was and the loss of saquon barkley destroyed his season what are your thoughts on daniel jones going forward Whew. so i'm probably staying away but Honestly, I did not realize how much one player could really influence an offense and Saquon Barkley. Like that crumbled Evan Ingram, Darius Slayton, um, Sterling Shepard, even to a point wasn't like that as fantasy reliable as you would expect him to be. Uh, actually, what am I saying? Fuck that. He's never fantasy reliable for me. Um, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, the whole thing just came down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything just came down. Like, I saw arguments over who do you – like, who are you drafting, Logan Thomas or Evan Ingram next year to start up? And I had to think about that for a minute. I'm like, really, am I going to be drafting Logan Thomas or Evan Ingram? That is, like, you tell me that at the beginning of the year – that I'm even considering Logan Thomas before him, I would have called you fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. And here I am, considering Logan Thomas. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm with you, but, like, I I posted some tweets in the offseason last season about Evan Ingram, man. The concerns were there with the injury, man. The guy has not... I can't remember the exact stat, but I don't think he's even played 50% of games since he's been in the season. Like he's literally paid, played right borderline 50 yeah. game, 50% of his games, and he's been injured 50% of the possible games. And it's just like you can't you can't trust Evan Ingram. And I would absolutely expect for the value pick that you would get in a Logan Thomas, where you can probably get him as your tight end, like between 10 and 15 and Ingram, who you're going to have to pay the top 10 premium for year over year, because there's always some hype train that rolls into the station on Evan Ingram right before the season starts. I just, I think that I hope that that hype train is finally stopped because I, I just, I think the giants need to give him some weapons. Sterling Shepard is not a weapon. Golden Tate, who was a healthy scratch was not a weapon. Evan Ingram, Clearly not a reliable weapon. It's pretty Bar- much Slayton and Barkley. Yeah, it's Slayton and Barkley. But, I mean, I think I'm staying away from him. I like the talent. I was, I thought he was going to make the – I actually said I thought he was going to make the jump that Kyler Murray made. I thought he was going to be the guy, two-second-year quarterback, to make that significant jump because he had the solid ground game behind him. And he had a big play uh, weapon in Darius Slayton, and he had competent pieces to support him. But now, like, fuck, I don't know, man. Like, I really don't know. Then he got fucking uh, Joe Brady complaining about – or sorry. Joe uh, Judge. Joe Judge complaining about, uh, you know, the Eagles fucking the Eagles. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't you know. You wouldn't have been in that spot. If you had to clean your shit up, like six. Even worse. Here's what's worse about it. 
why am I seeing Golden Tate and Darius Slate and complain about it like four times on my timeline? Like, brother, I don't care that much. Like, get off of Twitter saying it. And like, you I finished don't right care. six and ten. Like, you're crying oh. because you're a six and ten team that that was going to limp into the playoffs and probably get slaughtered by Tampa Bay next week. Unbelievable. Um, this is this well, is the same team. Shout this out to Rob Rivera on making it two times in the NFL with a seven nine record. Fuck, that's playoff. impressive. That's impressive. And you were talking about the same Giants team who they actually had four games where they put up single digits. I think it's like the most in the whole league, single digit scoring, and they um, barely they didn't even eclipse twenty. They eclipsed twenty points maybe three or four times in the whole season. Like. They're mad because their six and ten record didn't get them through. At at that point, if I was a Giants fan, I'd want my that six and ten record to give me a better draft pick than get me into right? the game. Right? What the fuck? That's so but dumb. Yeah, oh, man, okay. Listen, I stand with you on Daniel Jones, man. I think I'm the talent. I think the talent's there, but I'm staying away, man. They got to work on that offensive line. They got to work on, like, not being reliant on one individual weapon um, as their be-all, end-all, like Saquon Barkley was. So I'm staying away from Daniel Jones as well. Um, but that's our rises and falls. That, that's, the, that's the 10 big names that we wanted to talk about who rose and the 10 that fell. And now, Jim, it's time. It's playoff time. But the oh, monkey knife yeah. Titan never stops for my guy Jim. So yeah. Jim, I, I hear you have a good one up for us for monkey yeah, knife fight well, weekend, the wa- expanded oh. Walker weekend. Okay, starting off with like, listen, this entry. I'm not doing the maximum entry for this. I'm doing a five play for this. Right, so there's five five guys on this particular contest. So again, I'm not going crazy on this because you got to get all five right. But it is the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. Pretty exciting game. You got Josh Allen and uh, the passing yard. We're gonna play more or less. By the way, we're gonna play more or less. Brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, we're going for the five for five goal. Uh, I'm not going to share my screen. Uh, we got <laughs> we got Josh Allen, and you got him uh, for 290.5 passing yards. Connor, what are you saying he's going to go for? Yeah, who was it? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, 290.5. The Colts defense is 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 really good, but I can see the over on this because I think they have a really good run defense. So I see the over because I think he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Me too. I think it's going to be the over too. Moving along, we have Stefan Diggs in his receiving yards of 90.5. I easily have this myself as an over, or sorry, as a more. Um, That's a smash over. If if we're saying that that Stefan Diggs is thrown for 290 plus, you know at least 100 of those go in Stefan's way. My thoughts. I think at least 100 yards are going are going to go to him. Um, on the same side of that ball, that's Cole Beasley, and he's got 5.5 receptions. And 
I'm going to dance with the devil a little bit on this one because he is Mr. Boom Bust, and I am going to go with he's Boston. Um, Gabriel Davis is eating some pie. John Brown's back. I'm going with less than 5.5 receptions. I'm really thinking I'm dancing on the line to like four or five to try to hit that. And, um, you know, I don't know. We're going to dance, right? We're going to, we're going to. Probably go with the under because you got to get you got to guarantee he's getting six receptions. I, I I'm going with the under too. That's a lot of receptions. Yeah, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, like you said, Devin Singletary's there too. There's a lot of mouths. If Dawson Knox even started to show up a little bit the last couple weeks, I, I can agree with that. Six is a lot to ask of Beasley. This is the one. That's the one that I'm getting pause on out of the five. Like that. That's the least confident. But I'm like, nah, eighty five percent with that one. I would say. Moving on to the other side of the ball, though, on the Indianapolis Colts, we have Philip Rivers and his passing yardage of two hundred and sixty point five. I am going. Um, I don't know if anybody realized that reference Philip Rivers earlier on in the podcast. But I said old noodle arm. Um, <laughs> that's old noodle arm right there. Phil, Phil the thrill. Um, I'm going with a little bit less. Um, Phil is not thrilling anymore. The guy that is thrilling is Jonathan Taylor, and he has 75.5 rushing yards. And that to me, Connor, is an easy smash for more. So that to me ends it for my. That's my monkey knife fight going bananas. That's what we're doing. Um, again, just to recap, that's Josh Allen, 290.5 more. Phillip Rivers, 260.5 less. Stephon Diggs, 90.5 more. Jonathan Taylor, more, 75.5. And Cole Beasley, less than 5.5. Um, awesome. I yeah. love it. We're going to see. Love it, yeah. So, so follow along with Jim. We're hoping for a win there. MonkeyKnifeFight.com at MKF on Twitter. Use the promo code TNFF to get up to your first fifty dollars matched, one hundred percent of your first deposit. So, Jim, this is great. Uh, I love talking shop. Um, I love talking quarterbacks, risers, and fallers. Next week, I think we're going to jump into the running back, risers, and fallers. Um, and then, like I said, we've got massive offseason plan. we got some wicked guests signed up, and we got tons of stuff to talk about all season long. I know that Jim is working on some pieces for the True North Fantasy Football Network. He's already getting all hyped about this rookie class and trying to drop some knowledge. So follow him on Twitter at CoolJacketQBs. Follow me, Connor, on Twitter at Connor10. I'm I'm less of the writer, more of the thread creator on Twitter and and the social media brain for the the uh, True North Fantasy Football Network. So follow so follow them at True North FFB, uh, our home network. Um, they got we got so much going on this offseason. We got so 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 much going on, and I cannot wait. Um, anything else I missed, Jim? No, man. I'm uh, I'm definitely excited. Like I said. Really excited for this offseason. You've lined up some fucking killer guests. Some big bangers are coming to TNFF. Um, I got some, like you, like you said, I got a series that's going to come out. Well, five, well, five, six wide receivers, five, six running backs that I like that are coming out into the draft. And yeah, man, fuck, pumped. Love it. So, yeah, 
give us a follow and uh, visit True North FFB um as well to see check out everything check out the shop check out all the podcasts check out all the written stuff and we will see you all next week for a risers and followers edition of the running backs jonathan taylor 